Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The James Wilson Show. Today on this podcast, we'll be talking more about the coronavirus and some cities' reaction to crime in correlation to the coronavirus. Additionally, we'll also be getting to whether China virus, Wuhan flu, both names for the coronavirus, are actually racist. You're listening to The James Wilson Show. Okay, so as I've said on the show just yesterday, actually, before we get into some of the main topics of the episode, I'll be giving you a coronavirus update. So, of course, as always, I will be reporting from John Hopkins University in Medicine, a website that has updated coronavirus uh, stats, statistics, all of that right um, on this website. So we'll be getting to that just before we get into some of the main stories of the day. Always good to know what's on the news and how bad the coronavirus is getting and how we need to respond before we um, actually get into more of the show. So as of right now, there are 274,180 total confirmed cases, the most still being in China with eight 81,279 cases. Among the countries um, closest to that, you have Italy, Spain, Germany, Iran, and then the U.S., now with 19,285 cases. Now, as you see from this, the coronavirus is getting extremely serious, as just months ago, we only saw five cases in the United States. We didn't know about as much about the coronavirus then, you know, thought it wasn't going to be as big of a deal. And now it's all the way up to 19,000 confirmed cases in the United States. Next on to total deaths from the coronavirus, as I predicted yesterday on the show, death count has risen above 10,000, even above that thousand point, now to 11,375 total cases. Italy still leads the total amount of deaths with 4,032, and and, uh, that's followed by China with 3,139. 83 deaths in the United States, and a total of 87,991 people total recovered, the most still being from China, second in Iran, and third Italy. So those are just some updated statistics on the coronavirus before we get into the show. Obviously, this is a serious pandemic that should be taken seriously and can have dramatic consequences not only on public health of society and the world and the United States, but also have large economic consequences and downturns as we have already seen the Dow Dow Jones dropping over 33% now at this point, wiping out all that Trump has done for the economy at this point dropping below $20,000, the Dow Jones. So that's your daily coronavirus update for this episode. And now let's get into some of the news associated with the coronavirus today. Now, again, I've talked about on the show wanting to do a day without coronavirus news and updates. But if you if you actually take a look and go on to news platform you use, Fox News, New York Times, CNN, Daily Wire, all of these sites, all they're talking about is the coronavirus. And it makes sense that they are doing so just because of how crazy this thing has gotten, how much is consuming the news and our lives at this point. Many states are now going on lockdown, including Illinois, New York, and California. California starting this whole thing 
on yesterday night, actually, New York and then Illinois following its example with shutting fairly to um, state fairly shutting down the entire state. Coronavirus has become a serious public health and economic issue. So now on to some news. So many cities, including Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Police Department, many cities are not as not doing very well against crime now that the coronavirus is a big issue. So first, let's get into the first example of the Philadelphia Police Department. So uh, the Daily Wire reports. An internal memo detailing changes to Philadelphia Police Department protocols in the face of the coronavirus crisis has now gone viral, and the response has compelled the police commissioners to issue a clarification. Among the outlets that have reported on the city's new protocols is the Philadelphia Inquirer, which published the internal memo listing the new, the now arrest-free nonviolent crimes. Quote, one day after Philadelphia courts closed until April 1st to limit the spread of the coronavirus, Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw notified commanders Tuesday that police would be delaying arrests for nonviolent crimes, including drug offenses, theft, and even prostitution. The inquiry reported, quote, the city of Philadelphia has updated its posture concerning the COVID-19 pandemic. Outlaw's memo reads, beginning today, the city is suspending all public-facing services, to that end, most um, buildings will be closed to the public as the city tries to limit the potential for exposure to COVID-19. Patola districts will remain open to the public. In addition, beginning Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, that was two days ago, only essential employees will be required to come in to work. If you have questions about who is essential and non-essential, please consult with your supervisor. Close quote. The commissioner then details the police department's modifications to several of our existing protocols, including the list of offenses that will now be addressed via arrest warrant by the officer on the scene rather than actual arrests. And this includes all narcotic offenses, theft from persons, retail theft, theft from auto, burglary, burglary, I can't pronounce that, <laughs> burglary, 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 there we go. Trust me, I know how to say it. <laughs> rough day for my mouth. <laughs> Vandalism, all bench warrants, t stolen auto, economic crime, and prostitution. The memo also explains the arrest warrant process. Officers who encounter persons who would ordinarily be arrested for these offenses and processed as detective division immediately following arrest will adhere to the following procedures. Temporarily detain the offender for the length of time required to confirm identity. Prepare all relevant paperwork. Release offender, submit all paperwork to the detective division of occurrence. The assigned detective will prepare an arrest and submit to a D DACU for review. If changes are approved, the assigned detective will obtain an arrest warrant. The warrant will be served at a later time as conditions dictated. Now, obviously, people are going to be mad about this just because of the lazy response to crime. The coronavirus is no excuse to stop to stop, you know, turning a blind eye towards crime. I mean, you start to think about this for a second. I mean, there are many Democrats on the left who want to do this already, to, you know, to allow people to, you know, just come out of prison for things that may not have been violent but are definitely crimes at this point. And they're now using the coronavirus to 
they're now using the coronavirus to explain why they are doing this, as we see with the Philadelphia Police Department. Now, I'm not blaming the entire Philadelphia Police Department, but it is sad to see that whoever arranged this, whoever, you know, the Commissioner Daniel Outlaw, um, who did this, it really doesn't make that much sense to me. As you're turning a blind eye towards crime, and what does that, what does letting letting crime off the hook for now because of something we don't know how long will last how is that any more effective that how is that any more safe to public health and society than any other time so daniel m outlaw had to clarify this whole thing in twitter so they said to be clear the philadelphia police department is not turning a blind eye to crime persons who commit certain nonviolent offenses will be arrested at the scene once their identity has been confirmed, they will be released in process via arrest warrant. This is similar to the summons process that is utilized in many other countries throughout the Commonwealth. An officer still has the authority to use, utilize discretion and take an offender into physical custody for immediate processing if the officer and supervisor believe that individual poses a threat to public safety. In order to balance this approach, personnel from several... Uh, plain closed unit will have reassigned patrol duties to increase police presence and deter crime 24 hours a day. The temporary response model has implemented to protect our officers and the communities we serve from becoming infected or spreading COVID-19. Additionally, those protocols allow us to adjust the changes availability or resources within other areas of the criminal justice system. To reiterate, criminal offenders will be held accountable for the crimes they commit except they won't be because like like they just said you know you can you can steal a car they'll take your identity and let let you off the hook that is not in no way um, being held for you know a crime held accountable for a crime that they commit now now they do mention that you know they have an arrest warrant so that they can arrest them at a later date at a later time as conditions change as they are being used however this doesn't very this doesn't make very much sense for example another situation where you're at a time of war you know we're in the middle of a pandemic right now let's suggest that we're in a time of war does that now mean that if people burglarize stores if they steal from people's houses if they steal others cars that they shouldn't be held responsible for that because the u.s has something better to worry about at that time now of course you know no one wants to fight wars, and wars are very important. You don't want to lose wars. that can have serious dramatic effects on your country. So it is of topmost importance to win that war. Not saying that wars are good or that we should be going to war every second. It, however, is sometimes necessary. But just because there is something that has that that is a threat to national security that does need to be um, that does need to be seen as topmost importance in the government does not mean that you can you should stop arresting people for crimes that are bad some of these include economic crimes such as bad checks or fraud stolen cars vandalism burglary you know all sorts of things retail theft theft from other persons breaking into someone's house. there's these are all things that are bad no matter what and just because you're dealing with something else does not mean that you need to stop doing all these other important things that really hold our society together have you ever imagined if there was no such thing as law how awful it would be aka anarchy if there was no law if you could do whatever you wanted 
It would be complete chaos. It really would. Republicans and conservatives are in favor of low government, but having no laws whatsoever would create anarchy, and it would create absolute madness and chaos. Now, am I suggesting that this is what it is? No, but it is a small step in letting people get away with crimes that are bad and that hurt society. And the more you allow this to happen, the more permanent it's going to become, and the more people and criminals there are that are wanting to steal a car as, you know, they just check their identity and let them off the hook again. I mean, why would anyone suggest that after doing this, crime rates would remain the same, if not lower? Of course it would go higher. If you say you're not going to enforce a crime, more people are going to do it. The whole reason some people don't steal from other some from others in their community is because they don't want to go to jail it's a consequence for their action but when you get rid of that consequence even temporarily like the philadelphia police department is doing there's more incentives for criminals to come out and do these types of things so in no way is this a solution to help stop the coronavirus at all now is coronavirus an important issue of course it is does this mean that you can't focus on other things as well of course not you should focus on this obviously Coronavirus is more important, but you should focus on this just as much as you're focusing on coronavirus because the more crime there is, the dangerous, the more dangerous the United States is and the harder it is a place to live. Honestly, if there was no laws, it would be complete chaos and war in the United States. And that's something that's a, that's a, that's a step in, in the wrong direction to, to just give out an arrest warrant for these types of crimes that you can be put in jail for. All right, so many other cities have been doing some of the same things about this. It's actually, it's kind of insane to see how many people, how many cities are willing to enact this. So this is another example. We wouldn't do the same example again, but another example of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department revealing that they, to, to combat the coronavirus, they're going to be releasing a lot of inmates from prison. So, the Daily Wire reports, as reported by the Los Angeles Times, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department revealed that it's taking decisive measures in an attempt to combat coronavirus, including releasing over 600 inmates from its jails and slashing the number of arrest uh, arrest officers usually make. Sheriff Alex, I'm going to butcher this name, Alex Vinaluva, said deputies and Police officers across the country have been directed to cite and release people whenever possible instead of arresting them and to seek medical clearance before booking anyone who shows symptoms, the Times reports. Countywide, he said arrests have dropped from a daily average of 300 to 60, while the jail population was reduced by more than 600 inmates. Our population within our jail is vulnerable populations just by virtue of who they are and where they're located, told the Press Monday. So we're protecting that population from potential exposure. Uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's really all I have to say about this. If you're going to release people from prison, if you're going to stop arresting people for, for crimes that should be taken seriously, I don't know how you can make the argument that crime will not go up. It's almost like you're incentivizing criminals to do these sorts of things. You know, one of the main reasons why someone, you know, most people are good people anyway and they wouldn't do this, but one of the main reasons criminals would not, one of the main reasons why criminals would not do a crime is because they're so decentivized to do that 
by, you know, the punishment of jail, by the consequence of getting arrested. Now, if you take that away, even temporarily because of the coronavirus, what's not to suggest that the crime rate is going to go up? Now, the last thing you need is while you're combating the coronavirus to have a big crime problem within these districts and within these cities. That's not going to help at all. Now, they do make the argument that their jail population is, you know, uh, at risk to the coronavirus. But if someone, if, if you have a bunch of murderers in prison, now I'm not saying they're releasing murderers, but if you had a bunch of people who did terrible things, such as murderers, and because they're in large groups, they're more vulnerable to the coronavirus, does that mean we should just release them? No, there are more solutions than to, to, than to just release them. Now, to be fair, you know, they're not releasing everyone. They're not releasing people of criminals and more serious crimes. But the same idea applies. You know, there's more solutions than just releasing them into the public, which is going to create a better, a, not a better, a worse public health, public health, public safety issue than we already have. And again, I'll say this again, the coronavirus is being used as an excuse to do things in their own interest that could hurt the public even more. For example, in coronavirus aid, you know, Democrats such as Nancy Pelosi tried to hide abortion funds into this. This is just another attempt to use the coronavirus as as a way, as an excuse to to use, um, do other things that would hurt the American public, that would hurt the public safety for everyone else. Now, before we get off this topic, I'd like just like to ask one question. What is the purpose of prisons? Now, that's something you really have to ask yourself when you're considering what the best solution for this is. If the purpose of prisons is to serve as a consequence for those who have done, you know, bad things, to decentivize people from doing bad things in the future, and to help rehabilitate people to, you know, become better people and come out of prison and not do the things they did before to get them in there, why would releasing all of these criminals and prisoners help the problem at all? That would to completely eliminate the purpose of what a prison is even meant for in the first place. Okay, now before we go, I'd li also like to talk about the Wuhan flu, aka the coronavirus. So there's been a couple of names put out there such as the Kung flu, Wuhan flu, Chinese virus, China virus, all sorts of things that have to do with Wuhan, China, China, etc. Basically saying that the coronavirus did come from China and it's the Chinese fault. Now, MSNBC, Richard Engel uh, had something to say about this. There's been a lot of talk about whether this is actually racist because it points out that this virus is actually from China. So here's what Richard Engel had to say. Easy to scapegoat to people, and that is what has always happened when there have been pandemics or epidemics uh, that foreigners are are attacked. Foreigners sometimes physically attacked. Uh, if you look at what happened uh, during the, the Middle Ages, there was lots and lots of scapegoating uh, against an ethnic group or a religious group uh, whenever there were pandemics that affected the society and frightened a lot of people. And uh, China certainly feels that is what happened, what is happening now uh, with people calling it the, the Wuhan flu or the Wuhan virus or the, the China virus. This is a virus that came from 
the territory of China, but came from bats. This is a bat virus, not a, uh, a China virus. Uh, it doesn't speak Chinese. It doesn't target Chinese people. Uh, it targets human beings who happen to touch their eyes, nose, or, or mouth. Okay, so that's what Richard Engel had to say about this. Now, in case you didn't catch it, he said, quote, This is a virus that comes from the territory of China, but came from bats. This is a bat virus, not a China virus. It doesn't speak Chinese. It doesn't target Chinese people. It targets human beings who happen to touch their eyes, nose, or mouth. Now, before we get into this more, the whole reason for calling it the Chinese virus, the Wuhan flu, the Kung flu, is not to suggest that, that it's Chinese people's, Chinese citizens' faults. The reason for calling it the Chinese virus is because it is ultimately the um, it is ultimately the fault of the Chinese government. We're not suggesting that the Chinese, the, the coronavirus speaks Chinese. Of course it doesn't. We're, we're also not saying that it targets Chinese people. It started in China, so that's why lots of people in China were affected. You know, Italy even has more death rate. No one is suggesting that. What Trump and others are suggesting is that it is widely the Chinese government's fault for this happening in the first place. If the Chinese government had just been responsible, which we'll get to in a second, this thing could have been widely prevented. But of course, as a communist government, they weren't able to do that. And now because of their actions, we are experiencing the consequences, both from a public health perspective and an economic perspective. Now, in addition to that, it's not racist to suggest where a virus actually came from. For example, the Spanish flu, or Ebola, West Nile, Lyme disease, are all named after the places that they came from. So not only, I mean, is anyone suggesting that the Spanish flu is a racist name? No, of course not. They're suggesting that the Wuhan flu is a racist name because Trump was the one that happened to say it. So Business Insider reports, the Wuhan coronavirus, or 2019 uh, COVID is COVID-19 is likely to have started in a wet market in Wuhan in the Chinese province of Hubei. The markets are known for selling both live and dead animals, often in poorly regu regulated conditions. The Wuhan coronavirus is a zoonotic disease, meaning that it originates in animals. Some experts have suggested the novel coronavirus spreads from bats to snakes to people, though many others say snakes are highly unlikely um, species to pass this on. A mammal is more probable. Now, they're exactly right about all of this. The coronavirus originated in Wuhan from a wet market because these places are poorly regulated, very dirty. They're selling both live animals. Of You know, many people say that the coronavirus came from bats, which is likely true at this point from what we know right now. But what the Chinese government has actually been doing, they're the ones that should be held responsible for this. And this is why Trump is calling it the Chinese the Chinese virus, the Kung flu, because because of everything that the Chinese government has been doing. So here's a timeline from Daily Wire of everything that the Chinese government, what happened in China with the coronavirus, just to give you a perspective on what the Chinese government actually did. So on November 17th, the first case of someone suffering from COVID-19 occurs in Wuhan, according to the South China Morning Post. December 10th, way... Oh gosh, <laughs> I can't pronounce Chinese names. We'll just we'll just go with Wei. Sold 
sold goods in Wuhan's wet market, reportedly starting feeling sick on this day. Thankfully, she was released from the hospital in January, the Wall Street Journal reported. December 27th, Zhang, a doctor in the Hubei Provincial Hospital of Integrated Chinese and Western Medicine, sounds the alarm about a new disease that has already affected 180 patients, the Morning Post reports. Uh, December 26th through 30th, the first evidence of the new virus is revealed through Wuhan patient data, which had been sent to multiple Chinese genomics companies. Uh, Hubei's Health Commission ordered a genomics company to stop testing the new virus and destroy all samples, according to an anonymous source. December 31st, more than a month after the first incident of COVID-19, Chinese officials alert the World Health Organization, who, China China country office, about pneumonia with an unknown cause affecting people in Wuhan. So this is a month after, and after, they asked to destroy all samples, to destroy all samples and to stop testing this virus. Eight doctors, including Dr. Li, are detained and questioned by the Chinese government, who condemned them for making false statements on the internet, CNN reported. Li is then forced to write a letter saying his warnings had a ne- negative impact, the journal reported. Okay, so now doctors who have been warning about this in China, the Chinese government came in and said, you can't say that. It's going to have a negative impact. It's going to scare people. We can't look bad to our citizens because we are communists. We are dictatorship. So you have to write a letter to them saying that it had a negative impact. The Wuhan seafood market where the virus allegedly first broke out was finally closed. Finally closed after, you know, a month, a month and a half after this first case happened. Which, to point out, these wet markets are where coronavirus, SARS, bird flu, Asian flu, and swine flu all started in the first place. So a month after that, and after, you know, way after SARS, bird flu, Asian flu, all of those diseases, they're now, you know, closing those. I finally closed though it was disinfected without swabbing the individual animal cages or drawing any blood from the workers, meaning the evidence of what they may have been the source of the virus was destroyed. So, you know, destroying evidence that may have helped us figure out where this thing came from, even more than what we know now, that destroys that, Uh, disinfected it without swabbing, you know, that's absolutely ridiculous. China National Health Commission issued a gag order and ordered pneumonia sample, samples moved to a designated testing facility or destroyed. Or destroyed. The commission also orders institutions not to publish any information about the still unknown disease. Now, the media and many people are blaming Trump for this, this whole thing. The Chinese government won't allow anyone to publish anyone information about the coronavirus. So we really had no idea how bad this thing was, how serious this thing was. Even on January 3rd, now people blame Trump for his changing responses. Well, of course, when we first saw this thing in the United States, we had no idea what to expect because the Chinese government was giving us no information. Now that the whole world has it now, thanks to Chinese, the Chinese government, communist dictatorship government like they are, now we have some more information. But at this point, so many people have it. We really have to worry about other things than where this thing started, how we can, you know, all of these different questions that we have. January 5th, Professor Zhang of the Shanghai Public Health Clinical Center provided the genomic sequence of the virus to Chinese authorities. 
On the same day, the Wuhan Health Commission stopped releasing daily updates on new cases, the journal reported. Okay, so now Wuhan you know, Health Commission isn't releasing new cases. Now we don't know how many cases of the coronavirus there are. That is very helpful to the rest of the world who needs to know how fast this thing spreads so when it when, when it comes to their country that you know they that they know how to handle it that they know how contagious this thing is this is this is the chinese government fault for not acting quickly for not telling the rest of the world what this is as they are a terrible government dictatorship government and now because of them not the chinese people not the chinese ethnicity not China, because of the Chinese government, because of President Jinping, whoever, we are now stuck with this. And that is the point that Trump is trying to make. He's not trying to make the point that, he's not trying to make the point that, you know, only Chinese people die from this, or that the, that the virus speaks Chinese. He's suggesting that because of the Chinese government, we have this problem now, and he's pointing that out. That's one of the big problems of communist government. You don't want to look bad to your people at all. You don't want to cause a revolution. Now, one of the great things about our country that we live in today is that at least the government is more transparent than what um, they have in China. Obviously, not the most transparent government, but it is more transparent than a communist government who seeks to hide anything bad about them and brainwash them, essentially, into thinking that they're the best government ever. You know, and those who speak out against the government are punished. It's simply what happens in communist governments, and that's why candidates such as Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are so scary. Bigger government ultimately means stronger powers enforced by them on the people that strictly regulate all of these, you know, all, all these rules that you, things you cannot do, and all of a sudden our freedom of speech is taken away. All of a sudden freedom of religion is taken away. There's a reason why communist governments don't like religion very much. <laughs> so anyway, Hillary Clinton had to tweet, The president is turning to racist rhetoric to distract from his failures to take the coronavirus seriously early on, make tests widely available, and adequately prepare the country for a period of crisis. Don't fall for it. Don't let your friends and family fall for it. Okay. So you know, he's trying to distract from his failures of taking coronavirus seriously um, early on. Well, how are we supposed to know about that if if China wasn't telling us anything? If they weren't, if they stopped telling us about new cases, if they if they didn't help, you know, give us information about where this started and how this started, if they lied to the World Health Organization, if China did this, did all these things, it could have saved a lot of lives. At you know, it could have saved a lot of lives. At this point, we would have known how to better handle it. But, of course, the Chinese government would not do this for us, so we didn't know how to handle it. Now, has the response from the United States been perfect? No, of course not, and we'll get um, to a little bit of that later in some more of the episodes coming up. But just because we didn't have any information at the start of this because of the Chinese government, and that is just the reason why... This is just the reason why the coronavirus has gotten to that point, and that is the point that Trump has been trying to make. My name is James Wilson. This is The James Wilson Show.